Welcome to The Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast where some of you guys have submitted questions um, a while back for us to discuss and chat about um, in the hopes that you would um, know a little bit more about how to apply some helpful things in your life following Jesus. You might be wondering, this does not sound like JT. That is because it's not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Unfortunately. Who are you, intruder? The the, the irony of Josh doing the intro after him being the one that slobbered about it. That is true. I'm sorry. I take back what I said. JT has left us, which, you know, some listeners might be sad about. I'd say some listeners might be really happy to hear Josh. He did <laughs> su- Josh did such a good job on the, the podcast that he was on that Josh is going to co-host the podcast. <laughs> so, Jay- Josh, do you think you could get Xander to do his intro for us? Or? No, nothing. No, there's no, Xander still hasn't listened to this. <laughs> um, JT has, for those who don't know, and hopefully everyone does, has taken a job as the youth worker in Balmoniena. Had their first night of their relaunch youth group tonight. So hopefully that went well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has left us, but the podcast is going strong, we hope. Um, we apologise for the lack of content. Uh, Summer was busy, and we didn't do anything that we told you we'd do. But from <laughs> now on, with Josh at the wheel, um, mm. we are going to release a podcast on the first Monday of each month. Oh, Isn't that lovely scheduling? Beautiful. We might even, no promises, but we'll probably throw in some bonus episodes as well with some, some guests. So everybody can be really looking forward to that. So before we get into our topic, we're going to interview Josh Whoa. because these things make him really nervous. <laughs> yeah. Love up. So, okay, tell us your full name. <laughs> um, Joshua James Quarry. <laughs> Quarry. Yes. Um, what age are you, Joshua James Quarry? I'm 20. And what do you do with your life? I don't really know. I'm not really doing anything at the minute. I'm <laughs> currently waiting to start uni. Go on, where are you going? In a couple weeks time. I'm going to the beautiful Korean um, Austria University. And what are you going to do? Geography. Class. <laughs> Absolutely class. And why? Why do geography? Uh, I haven't done it in like four years. So <laughs> you miss it? Could be, yeah. You want to teach? In the hopes, yes, that I would like to teach uh, geography I think in a secondary school. A wonderful teacher. I Thank would you. love to be in your class. I think that'd be really good. Um, what's your favourite thing to eat? My favourite meal? Yeah. Like a burrito or like fajitas. Right? Mm, Made by Jackie or? Jackie's fajitas are lovely. Right. But like a bosom is even better. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite bio Oh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really have a favorite Bible verse. I love watching I love like squirm. squirming. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I like Mark eight thirty six. I think. Maybe you're the just one. making this up here. What is the it? one about like the one about the one about, uh, really it's memorable? Like, is it the, like what good is it to gain the whole world before for your soul? I think that's a cool verse. That's brilliant. I like Steve. also Philippians one chapter six. Come on, go on, come on. Well, I am confident of this that he who began a good work and we will carry it on to completion until the day he comes. That is so, they're so, my, they're my favorites. so good. What's uh, one thing God's teaching you at the minute? Oh, wow. <laughs> I know you don't have to answer that. <laughs> we don't have to, yeah, something good. Not, nothing like revolutionary. Oh, come on, right? Lean into the mic, Josh. Um, I was just joking. This, oh, pod, this the direction of this podcast could really change in this no, moment. No, JT leaves when we actually get serious. <laughs> well, tonight... I felt like it was a it was a great line. Davy also preached, which is brilliant as well. Um, I was thinking about the line in the song we were singing. Was oh, I can't even remember the line. Oh my goodness! Oh, I can't remember. Like oh, being undone by who Jesus is is like yeah. I'm wrestling with a wee bit. 
That is beautiful. But, yeah, only since tonight, though, so, like, nothing, yeah, like, has changed here, me so that, far. That's awesome. Okay, and, and final thing. Um, some have suggested that you might have the best drip in 412, mm. that you're, like, the, the outfit king of, drip, drip, of drip. our youth. Maybe right. only between the leaders, which... It's like no, the bars right James, like there's a rank order there. But uh, if you just want to describe to the listeners what you're wearing right now, right now, yeah, I'm currently wearing on my top. I'm wearing a hoodie, mm. which is from a brand called Brother and Kin, which is brand new. What's the female version of Brother and Kin called? It's called Sis- Sisters and Seekers. Terrible, awful name, awful terrible. name. So thankfully, I got the the male one. Then underneath, I'm wearing I love uh, just a wee white Carhartt t-shirt. A bit oh, boring. Wow. Below, down, down here, I'm wearing a pair of black jeans, straight leg black straight jeans. Leg. And then on my feet, I've got a pair of black and white Adidas Hamburg. Oh, from, from this from is the best when I was my third year. Love so that. they're like a size too small, they're size seven right now. So my feet are killing me a wee bit. Guys, for those who don't know, that's drip. Drip, drip, um, are we going to actually talk about things this, mm, this week yeah, in the podcast? What do you want to talk about, Josh? Will you tell us what our question is? Probably. The question we're going to discuss tonight is, is the Bible still relevant today? Ooh. Amazing. So, um, Josh, Davey and I are going to break this down a little bit. The way we're going to do it this week is we actually have some structured points. We have six. Whoa, he told us? I told, he Davey, told loves, us. Davey loves when he switches the sermon to tell you up front how many points we have. So, uh, yeah, we've got six. Um, and we're going to talk about... Um, yes we do think the bible is still relevant um why it matters but also like what the challenges are with a book that was obviously written a long time ago like how we need to um think about it to take that ageless truth of the bible but make sure that we apply it like fully and correctly to our lives and our situations so that we can live kind of like the best way by it so point number one josh the floor is yours right so (laughs) i think the, the Bible is obviously very relevant today, like, because it's useful, like, it speaks into every aspect of our lives and into every situation that we go through. Um, I think, like, one of the, the biggest and the most, like, relevant ways the Bible is for Christians is that it's a guide mm-hmm. and, like, a very well-known verse in um, Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a guide on my path. And if you were, like, to read all of um, Psalm 119, like, mm-hmm. The whole chapter is kind of about the importance and like honoring God's word and like God's law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this verse about like God's word being a lamp, I looked up the Hebrew word of this. Ooh, wow, I'm not, this I'm is not, so like, good. No, I, this I, I, is stepping. This is levels. This is, there's levels. The podcast. And too, Josh. also the class thing is that I would say. 99% of our listeners won't know if this is correct or not or if <laughs> exactly, you pronounced so it right wrong. so go for it <laughs> so apparently the, yeah. the Hebrew word for lamp is ner n-e-r or ner n-e-r ner ner and it refers to a small clay lantern with a solitary wick and like the psalmist describes the word of God as a lamp carried on his journey just to distinguish the way and keep him from stumbling off course and going astray the light of God's word allows us to see in the right direction it is God's guidance for us and through our travels of life on earth. Mm. And I was listening to another podcast kind of like discussing this question and they like used an analogy of like whenever you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a toilet or like you need to go get a drink, like you wake up obviously and you get out of bed and it's dark and like you kind of stumble your way through mm. to the kitchen or where you're trying to go. Um, like along the way you bump into things, you maybe get a couple of bruises, maybe fall down, I don't know, you fall down the stairs, you might fall down the stairs, but like, <laughs> like you, you spend quite a lot of time 
doing the very very simple task yeah and if you just like switched the light on it would have been a lot you would have yeah. saved a lot of of your time you would have yeah. saved maybe a few, a few bruises mm-hmm. and like yeah so if you just turned the light on you would have like not wasted time um, and like this is what the word of God is like in our lives like if we switch the light on mm-hmm. and it helps us to navigate like through different aspects of our lives a little bit more smoothly and also just have a bit of direction of where we're actually going and it lights the path in front of us mm. and it keeps you on track Class. and this is why like the word of God is is still very relevant today and not and not just relevant but it's like critical yeah. that actually like we get ourselves into the Bible to have a bit of navigation through our life yep. and to go through things a little bit smoother and like I was um, I saw like a a like a quote from a book that we were reading like last year and it's a book called How to Hear God and it says the Bible remains the primary arbiter of truth for Christians whether we feel it or not and it's the main way in which we hear God speak so like if we want to know the like the voice of God like we can hear his voice and clearly through his yeah. word um, and that is also what helps us to navigate through our life as, as following Jesus um, through his word and through his voice through his word so mm. good so, so love that. I just love that. Even when you're saying that picture of like the lamp, or like the you know the lamp being like this small oil lamp with like a single wick. Like I just had this picture of like you know if someone was walking down like a dark like complete pitch black darkness, like they have they're holding on to that lamp every single step. Mm, like yeah. no matter where they're going, that is in their hand because if they. If they don't have that, they they're in pitch black. They are lost, and that's just picture of like do like we don't really treat the Bible like that. Like we don't literally cling to the Bible for guidance every single step. Sometimes we go to it when we're just in like a rut or we need an answer to something. But there, that picture is like no, this is a guide mm-hmm. for every waking moment, every yeah. step that we take. The Bible has to be the thing that leads and guides us for every step it's, it's never out of our hand which is a, a challenging picture actually so so good um yeah there's like there's a couple of things that the bible says about itself that's really really useful for this like as we start off so like it's inspired by god it's infallible so like what it says is is like true um, and it like, can be tested it says that like when it's like spoken or like shared it won't return void so like it's always like helpful when someone takes it in and then it's helpful for teaching um, and like testing like for the church um, and all these things are really really important um, on that like really cool point about like like the lamp that then you built on DFA like uh, how do we make sense of some of these stories so the bible was written a very long time ago so that verse that Josh shared is helpful but when you actually look at like the proper context like even like looking at the language it becomes almost like more helpful right like when mm. you understand like oh yeah they didn't just have like a torch like they could just yeah. turn their phone on mm-hmm. but like that light source was so important like how do i make sense of like the stories and the context from israel thousands of years ago and then like relate to them yeah and i think that that leads us into then like our second sort of point or thought is that although it is a book that's written thousands of years ago that it is still relevant it just takes a little bit of time to to get to understand yeah. that and and for me like it's important that we realize that the bible is like a library of books right mm-hmm. and so they're different genres and so you got to read the genres differently mm-hmm. right you can't read every single book in the bible the exact same way they're all different genres like you don't pick up a fiction book and read it in the same way that you do like a manual for your car or phone yeah. in the same way as you do for a recipe book like the, depending on the genre of book that you have in front of you 
dictates and changes the way you, you actually read that. And I think it's the same with the Bible. We can't just lift up every book and just read it in the exact same way because yeah. there are historical books, there are uh, poetic books, there are wisdom books, and then in the New Testament there's a lot of letters written to specific mm-hmm. places. So I think although the, this book is written thousands of years ago and written to different genres, we can still find truth in them. Yeah. Um, we just need to understand that there, A, is there a different genre? And B, I remember learning in Bible college, they kept saying this phrase, like, context is king. <laughs> they yeah. just kept driving home, context is king. And always, like, the lecturers were used examples of verses that were always taken out of context, <laughs> right, yeah. like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, etc. But it, it is important that we then read it as it was intended to be written. So it needs, it, we do need to look at the specific context, which is why like Jesus or like Paul in the, uh, when he writes to the Ephesians encourages that Jesus actually gave us different people in Ephesians four, like um, Paul says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers, mm. comma, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up so this idea, like, we actually need teachers and in, mm-hmm. in churches yeah. in order to take this book, understand the original context, understand who it was written to. But then there is lessons and life principles that we can bring out yeah. from that. But I, I do think, yes, it, it can get this bad rap that it, oh, it's ancient. It doesn't, it doesn't apply today. We can still figure out the important principles by reading and understanding and teaching the context of that time, which is why I think we do need people to teach the Bible. Yeah, we absolutely. do. We we need people to help each other understand. But but Paul actually makes it clear we have these people to equip his people for works of service. So that is the purpose. We the teachers help us understand the Bible so that we can serve the kingdom better. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Yeah, and like why we try to figure out some of those and um, some of those stories that have like context to them. Like, what is, like, the main storyline of, like, the Bible? And is it one that always stays relevant? Yeah. So the next point that we want to make is that the Bible is always relevant because the story is always relevant to our lives. And it's because the Bible's overarching story is the story of God's grace, love, and redemption for humanity. And we still all need that today. Mm. So from the beginning of the Bible, it's really clear that God wanted to create humans and walk in relationship with us. Um, He designed humanity and he designed Adam and Eve to physically walk and talk with him in the garden. Uh, And it said, like, he met with them and, like, they walked with him in the garden. And then from the moment that humans brought sin into the world, that, like, close relationship with God was, like, we almost, like, we spoiled it. And yet his plan was already in place to redeem that, like, to fix it and restore us back to open relationship with him because he loves us. I think the like incredible thing that like I've I've thought about and wrestled with a, like a little bit is that like when God created us like when he created people he already knew that Adam and Eve would mess up and would need saved like he wasn't surprised that we fell into sin as much as it wasn't what he wanted the like the plan to be um and then he still creates us anyway and then the whole bible is the story of God's love for his people that often don't show him the right sort of love back and then his patient grace with his people. So from the mistakes of like the very early Bible characters being forgiven and God's continuing to bless them through their mistakes, like we can learn from that, like to the Israelites, like struggling with this idea of being God's chosen people and often being like 
the people that God loved and not really showing him love back. And yet he's still faithful to them, even though they're so unfaithful. Mm-hmm. The Bible's overarching story is that God's love and grace like are constantly pursuing us and culminate in the person of Jesus in his birth, his life, his death and his resurrection, which then brings this redemptive story of God's love and grace together mm. um, and restores that broken relationship that that we should have had. And then there was like a chasm formed. And then because of Jesus' death and resurrection, then that relationship is repaired. And that's now what we get to live in. And we get to live almost in like, not the completion of the story, right? Like the story is not complete until like Christ returns. But we get to live in this chapter of the story where like because of Jesus, like we have been redeemed. And like, I know that I used to struggle with reading, like, you know, it was easy to read the Bible and read like, Matthew and Mark because it was like I can apply this to my life and it was hard to read some other books and then when you understand like this whole book is about like God's like relentless love and pursuit of us and how his grace is sufficient for us to redeem us back to him and when we start to understand that um then we start to understand that like the bible is actually a story of like what people are missing and what they long for um and as Christians we know that like often like we try and fill our lives with stuff that isn't Jesus and it just needs to be Jesus Mm, Um, and people in the world are struggling because they were created for relationship with Jesus and they lack it and they try and find it in other places and here's this book that points us back to what we're actually missing like here's the story of the Bible like God loves you and he wants you in relationship with him and I think when we remember that then even when we struggle with individual passages and we need to explore like context text and figure that out to apply to our lives this but like the bible as a collection of books and a story is so relevant to how we live today Mm. yeah and you you hinted there Kyle about how we just see the heart and the nature and and character of God and I think that does lead us on to actually the the fourth Mm -hmm. point that we want to share about it how the Bible is still relevant from start to finish because it shows us the character of God um, and his relation with people. Um, And I think there's this, this verse in Hebrews, in Hebrews 13, um, it says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm-hmm. And, and so Jesus has has never changed. But mm-hmm. Paul also says in Colossians uh, one fifteen that Jesus is the son and the son is the image of yeah. the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And so the Bible is still relevant because Jesus is the image of the invisible yeah. God. So yeah. if we want to know what this God who is the same yesterday, today and forever, who is timeless, who he, who he is like. We see it in, exampled in the person yeah. of, of Jesus. We see, as we see Jesus, we see God. And, and we, <clears throat> we often talk about being uh, disciples of Jesus. Another word that could be used is apprentices of Jesus. And so yeah. as we be, seek to be disciples or apprentices of Jesus, we're trying to, we're trying to mimic his lifestyle, we're trying to mimic his behavior, and we're trying to mimic his character, right? So, so we reread Jesus, we literally read how he interacted with people, what he prioritized, literally what he did with his time, what he did with his words, what he did with his actions, like everything. And we're trying to mimic that because that's what discipleship is, that's what apprenticeship is. It's mimicking 
the person and character of nature. Uh, and even though, yeah, like Jesus was a first century rabbi living in like ancient Israel uh, in Jerusalem, etc., you're kind of like, well, how does that look for like yeah. me in the you know 2023 and, and you know Belfast, growing up in Belfast? So there has to be a little bit of contextualization there, but the character of Jesus is never yeah. outdated, right? Mm-hmm. Like the character of Jesus is always attractive. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we got to work out how does that look? Like how would Jesus act if he was in my situation? But the character is still the same. And I think that is something we've got to chase after and, and long after and realize, no, that this is still relevant. Jesus as the person and the character of God is still relevant. Yeah. Um, but I suppose I, I know a lot of people <laughs> I've had conversations with and maybe you can address something of this is, isn't the Bible old or outdated or isn't it old fashioned? Is it not just something like that should have been kept thousands of years yeah. ago? Like how is it still kind of relevant today? Yeah. Like I, I hope if you're listening that like from the point we already shared that you realize that it is still relevant but there definitely is this question of, of like, isn't it like old fashioned thinking or isn't it like countercultural, right? To like the way our world lives. And the answer is, yeah, like it, it is absolutely countercultural to the way that our like world lives. Yeah. Um, so some people have this idea that it's like old fashioned. Um, so like what it, what it asks us to do and live by doesn't work now. Um, and it's like outdated because of that. But that doesn't make it irrelevant, right? Like, it just makes it countercultural. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the reality of the Bible, when you, especially when you, like, read what Davies just talking about, like, how Jesus lived, is he was countercultural 2,000 <laughs> years ago. Like, yeah, true. he did not do the kind of things that other people were doing. Yeah. So, like, he upset religious status quo at that time. And it was a big deal. Like, it literally led to his arrest and death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. He did things that broke social norms with how he taught the people he was willing to like spend time with, his views on women and the church, his views on other religions and marginalised people and how he interacted and treated with them. It was always, always countercultural. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is today isn't a reason to scrap it or update it. It's probably actually the opposite. It's probably a reason to make sure that we keep applying it to our lives because what it teaches changes things. Mm-hmm. And in some places in the world, like it does literally upset the religious culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe for us in the West, where things are like almost moving away from faith, it's not that it dis- disrupts religious culture. It's that it's countercultural to almost like how the world wants to live now and wants to look. But again, like, great. Like, isn't that what we're called to be as Christians? Like, mm-hmm. we're called to stand out, we're called to live in the world but we're not off it mm-hmm. and we're called to then like represent jesus in that to show a different way to live and a better way so yeah it it always stood out to live like jesus and it still does today so it's yeah. still just as relevant mm. That's good. um okay so the last point that we want to make comes with this question um how does the bible stay fresh if i read it for my whole life mm. good question <laughs> josh like, I think it's fresh and relevant today because, like, even though it is, like, originally the inspired word of God, like, the Holy Spirit continues to be yeah. God's voice for us today. And when he uses the word of God to communicate with, like, his children, and, like, we think of Hebrews 4.12, and it says, um, for the word of God is alive and it is active. And, like, 
simply put, if something is alive and it's mm. active, it means it's physically not, like it's physically moving yeah. Yeah. and it isn't dead and it's, or it's not irrelevant and it doesn't expire yeah. or um, it doesn't go out of date or doesn't become outdated at any mm. point. But also whenever I think of like this question, I think of John chapter one, where Jesus says, I am the word made flesh. And because uh, Jesus yeah. is the word and the word came to dwell amongst us as people and he moved into the neighborhood. And whenever I approach the Bible, like I don't just come before a book, but actually like I come before a man. Yeah. And like there is a person behind the pages and behind the words of scripture. Um so we almost if we think the word is irrelevant, then we almost think like Jesus is irrelevant too. Yeah. Because like again, he is the word. And for Christians today who who might struggle with reading the Bible because they might think it is outdated, like I would almost try to change your approach from like and coming to simply read information about history. Or like I would even like change your approach from like you're coming to read about a man, but actually you're coming to meet like to meet with a man yeah like yeah you're about to meet with like the living god through his word because the holy spirit and like how god is like not removed from his word because it's his word mm-hmm. um and on that like like in the book i was i mentioned earlier about um how to hear god like it mentions the importance of reading the bible like with our heads um, and like when we do that with our heads like it helps us to understand what is actually being said like the context of things and what is actually going on in the story but also, like, we must read it with our hearts too, mm. like, in order to almost experience God's voice through his pages. And again, it talks about, like, how you can hear the present voice of God through stories that happened hundreds of years ago. And, like, that is why it's still relevant today, because God speaks through it so yeah. often. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we go back to that verse in Hebrews, um, like, the word of God is alive and it is active. Like, you know what's person- like, personally actually doing that whenever like you maybe spend some time in the morning like reading scripture and like hours later you're going about your day and like you feel like that gentle prompting of like i'll remember what you read this morning like and that is like the holy spirit like he almost whispers it like into our hearts and and he reminds you of the scripture that we read and and into our attention and like that is proof like that like it's also active like it's moving um, and the holy spirit uses the word of god and to like actually speak to us and remind us of what the truths in it yeah. um, and I think that is why it's still relevant today and like, it will never go outdated because the Holy Spirit continues to speak to yeah. it all the time yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. that mm. is so so good um, yeah hopefully if you're listening you find that helpful and you find it encouraging like we really do think the Bible is still relevant today and we've given you six reasons why it, like it hopefully is um, I want to leave you with this challenge that over the next month before our next podcast that as you study God's word Um, you would do two things with it that sometimes you would think about what the context means so that you can apply it to your life but also you would think about it in the sense that Josh just explained to us like this is the living word of God so as you approach it as you sometimes wrestle with what it means also ask God through his Holy Spirit to make it alive to you and and we are really confident that you will see a difference in what the Bible means um, does for you, how you interact with it and how you find it upon your life. Thank you so, so much for listening and we hope that you really enjoyed Josh's first week as our co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.